Welcome to the podcast Gestalt Therapy, Living Here and Now with Elizabeth Willa. Every month, Elizabeth takes you through an issue which she has come across in her Gestalt praxis, read about, or simply bumped into just living life. The topics are related to mental well-being, existential questions, what makes your life meaningful, and also what makes it heavy. Every episode is designed around the same set of headline, which hopefully will make it easier for you to make sense of what you hear. You can read much more about Elizabeth and how she works on her website, willekestalt.eu. Hi again, and welcome to the new episode of Gestalt Therapy Living Here Now. This episode is called, What's All the Fuss About the Now? Before I dig into today's topic, I just have a practical bit of information. A good friend made me aware that it's not evident where to find the complete references when I, for example, talk about books or websites. Should you want to look into some of these references I mentioned during the different episodes, you will always be able to find the complete reference in the episode description and you find that just below the small graphic when you are in your podcast player. And of course, you will also be able to see it in the episode notes on my website, villegestalt.eu. Hope this makes sense. And now let's get started with talking about the now. In a training I did some years ago, one of my participants said, I don't understand this fuss about living here now. I'm living How can it not be now? And there is some kind of truth to this comment. And still, my work with Gestalt therapy has shown me again and again that so many of us are not living now, at least not all the time. And does this matter? Well, that's what I'll be talking about in today's episode. Figure of today. The figure of today is about the importance of staying present, staying aware in every of the many moments which your life is made up of. I will talk about how it's possible not to live now or not to be present in the moment and what happens to us when we don't. Of course, I'll also talk about what we can do to live more in the moment, to be more present and what we can gain doing so. So we don't end up as described by James Joyce in The Dubliners, where he writes, Mr. Duffy lived a short distance from his body. I just love this quote. When I first read it, it was so one of these, yes, I do from time to time live a short distance from my body. And I also know other people who do. It sometimes gives a kind of lost, abandoned expression in the eyes. I first bumped into this idea of the now around the time where I had my first daughter, so many years ago, and long before I got engaged with Gestalt therapy. I got a gift, a book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This book became an eye-opener for me. Not that I got all of Eckhart's deep thoughts, but I did get one point which puzzled me a lot. This fact that often I was sad or worried about something which had happened or nervous about something 
which were to happen in the future. However, the moment I was in right now was often not so bad. And it was also the only place where I could actually act on, influence or change anything. And this is basically what all the fuss about the now is about. Well, I was around 35 years old when I read this book, and I lived a life full of planning, evaluation and organization. And we do need to evaluate and plan and organize our lives and in our lives. I still do that a lot, believe me. However, if being occupied with what we did yesterday or what we will do tomorrow takes up all of the time, energy and awareness, what is then left for the now? And where can we really make a difference? In the stuff which already happened? In the stuff which might happen? Well, give it a thought and let's move on to how it's important. How is this important? I guess you can see now that it's easy for all of us not to live now. As my participant asked long ago, we just spend a lot of time in the past or in the future. And as the therapist will say, you are a lot in your head. In the praxis, I see people who feel stressed or worry a lot, or people who have difficulty sleeping, and sometimes they discover that they spend a lot of time outside the moment, so to say. And this gives them a lot of work, worry, stress, and drains the energy for dealing with all the stuff which is just around them now. Some of these clients, and clients with anxiety, also tend to ruminate a lot. Rumination happens when you ponder over stuff in your head all the time. You are going over the same matter in your thoughts again and again, but never get to either goal-directed thinking or joyful engagement. This condition is extremely tiring and difficult to cope with, both in your awake time and when sleeping. What can happen when you spend a lot of time in your head, for example worrying about tomorrow, is that you start to feel really lousy. It might be heart beating, sweaty hands, stomach pains, tensions in your muscles, or many other sensations in your body. And they do happen. You do have a heart beating or tension. And then you start to worry. You are back in your head again, analyzing this. Maybe you think, well, I'm probably sick. And so a very, very tough circle has started. And you might feel more and more caught up in this. Really a horrible experience for those of us who have tried this once or rarely. And you will know how important it is. It simply eats all your attention and energy. And it's difficult to slip out of again. And some people have this kind of experience many, many times every day. Really, really important for your well-being. So back to all the fuss about being in the moment and in the now and how this is important. Well, the only things we can really do something about are things which are here and now. We can't change what happened in the past and we can't predict the future. We can plan, but we can never really know how everything turns out. 
However, when life is difficult for us, like the stressed and anxious or worried clients I mentioned, well, they even more tend to avoid the moment, since it's not nice, not pleasant. The moment is not nice, so we easily go into our clever head and fantasize about how it will all be if this or that just happens, or when this or that is done. This might then just add to the troublesome rumination. So what we need to do is to distract. We need to calm down or get some sort of say in what is happening in our monkey brain, which is jumping around all the time like a monkey does from tree to tree. This expression is not my invention. It's from the mindful way through depression, freeing yourself from chronic unhappiness by John Kabat-Zinn and his colleagues. This book is simply full of lots and lots of good stuff, input, explanations and awareness exercises, which is described so you can go do it yourself if you take the time to do so, of course. So say, if we would like to calm down the monkey brain, How do we then get started choosing where and how we pay attention? And how can we manage also to go where it might be unpleasant to go when we feel stressed, anxious, tired, depressed? How can we manage to stay with what is there also when it's not just easy, nice and pleasant? Well, we practice. Like we practice when we learn how to bike or play piano or anything else. We practice, and in this case, the only place we can really do time travel and escape the reality, it being easy or difficult, is when we are in our head. So we don't want to go there. We want to practice how we can control and manage to where and how we pay attention. And this is where the now is important. If we can simply, for a start, pay attention to what's here and now, Like, for example, the breath, the sounds you hear around you, the details you see around you, how the water feels when you wash your hands, even the sensations you have in your body when you are stressed. For example, the neck is hurting. In the first go, not analyzing, not evaluating, not judging, just really paying attention to what is actually there. And only for you, with you. So no discussing internally or with others about if it's a bird you hear or a door or a cat. No, it's just this sound you hear now. Pointing your attention to your breath, just noticing how it is, will usually calm down a racing heartbeat. And your brain will have a hard time ruminating because it's occupied simply following and noticing how your breath is in a non-judgmental way. Because you simply can't do anything wrong here. The good thing about using the breath is that it's always there. Well, maybe you have never noticed it, but it's always there. Whatever you do, always ready to help you and for you to practice how to focus your attention to where you would like it to be and in a way you would like it to be. You now have a chance, at least for a moment, to escape, for example, worry, anxiety, stress, rumination. You have a choice. Maybe not to make it all disappear, but to be able to help yourself. 
simply by practicing being here now. Hope this gave you an idea about how all the fuss about the now is important. Now let's move on to what's gestalt in all of this. A bit about what's gestalt in all of this. In gestalt we work with three awareness zones. Middle zone, which deals with thoughts, fantasies, analyses, associations and so on. Outer zone, which deals with our sensory input, like what we hear, see, taste, smell. And then the inner zone, which are sensations within the body. For example, temperature rise, shivering, muscle tensions, stomach aches and so on. When we talk about awareness, we want to develop awareness in all these three zones. We are looking for awareness about tension, aches, etc. in the body. And also what comes to us from around us, sounds, smells, etc. And finally, how we use our head, how we analyze, evaluate all what we have taken in in the two other zones. So a flow and connectedness between the zones are very important. Many of the clients I meet in my practice are highly trained in spending lots of times using their head, operating a lot in the middle zone, and less in the inner and outer zone, less engaged in what happens in their body or using their senses. It might not be like this for everybody, but that's how it mainly is in my practice. And this brings us back to the problems about escaping or fleeing the here and now and about ruminating, uh, worrying, stressing about what happened or what might happen. And all of this takes place in the middle zone, the head. The only zone where we can travel back to the past and into the future. If that's a problem for us, if it sparks our anxiety or sadness or stress, then to help ourselves we need to spend more time in the inner zone where we notice what happens in the body and notice our senses. What happens in the body or what we see, hear, smell, taste can only happen now. So practice these zones will automatically bring us into the here and now with what's good or what's bad right now. And with no judgment towards what we find, as John Kabat-Zinn says, In the now and nothing else, so in many ways, more simple, easy awareness of the situation. We are actually in here and now. In the praxis, we work with this by noticing what the client senses often many times during the session. However, using the inner and outer zone or being in the now can be practiced in all you do. When you shower, try and feel the water on your body. When you take a walk, listen intensely to all the sounds you can hear. When you are washing up, sense the soap, the water, the plates. The practical ideas are endless, I'm sure you can imagine. And of course, meditation and mindfulness are also ways to practice being here and now. With whatever is the here and now in the moment. And let me just add here that in my view, meditation can be done on and off, shorter or longer, with or without guiding, and at any time during the day. It's hopefully a good experience in itself, so don't make it too difficult or rule-bound. 
I mentioned we need a flow between the zones. We might want to evaluate or analyze all the information we get from the inner and the outer zone. And in your head, in your middle zone, we can do all this. Remember, many of us are highly trained already doing that. And now we're not dealing with some hypothetical future situation or dealing with a past situation which was difficult for us, but which we can't change. We are actually dealing with what we might need here and now. For example, calm our anxiety or deal with the stress level in us or help with emotions before they become unbearable. And we can act on the situation as it is in the now, moment by moment. We start to have much more than just the monkey brain to work for us and with us. And we need the now for getting there. Closing the Gestalt. Phew! When I started this episode, I thought this is going to be short and sweet. I don't know about that. Hope I didn't lose you along the way. All the fuss about the now is important because it helps you to get the life you actually have, moment by moment. And using all of you, all the time, to get a good life. And a good life, it will be easy, difficult, good, bad, great, awful. It will be it all. So if the present moment is difficult for you, who knows, the next moment might be beautiful or at least less difficult. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. To make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe to the show via your podcast app of choice. Should you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with Elizabeth Wille. You will find all the needed details on the website willegestalt.eu. Just a quick disclaimer, all case stories are anonymized and no clients directly quoted without prior written consent. And remember, any information you hear on this podcast, see on the Wille Gestalt website, Facebook page or Instagram is for information purposes only and should never be a substitute for actual mental and or medical advice from a doctor, psychiatrist or any other health professional. <laughs>